Welcome to Kickstarter Radio 102.4. I'm your host, Lipstick Paddy. And um, yeah, welcome to the listeners on the podcast too, on Podomatic, of course. And today we're looking at the best games on Kickstarter, under $100 from 2021. I hope you're well. And this is going to be, this is basically part one of special programs going out for December. In this festive period, this is the best under $100. We're going to have the best over $100. And if you're on the podcast, this is going to be a double header. You're going to get both of them put in. So you're in for a big episode today on the podcast. If you're on YouTube, there will be separate videos, of course. And there will be a part three after Christmas, which is going to be looking at the worst games on Kickstarter. A lot of them I was mega excited for, but just kept doing things to annoy me. And I'm going to tell you why I hate them now. Why they became my bugbears and what was the final nail in the coffin. Because I had pledging on these and they all fell under the radar. Hit the silk! Ooh, a daring £100,000 heist. Yes, you've stole some money, but the plane's going down. (laughs) Now, this was a a really cool Kickstarter this year. A game of suspense and treachery. Yeah, you're on the plane, it's losing altitude. And you can see throwing the money out of the plane. (laughs) And uh, you are trying to get out. But there's only three parachutes, four hijackers. Um, what are you going to do? Now, this is a really cool small game, actually. Only coming in at around a £22 on the nose. And um, wonderful components of art. As um, you know, you can see the plane's going to be going down into the ocean here. Love the kind of 1950s vibe that the game has and um, the altimeter looks so cool as well um, really cool campaign love all the little cards that you get as well it's a really nice tight package it for me it goes in the holiday class I'd love to take this small box on holiday and um, it just looks so fun it's got that bit of a chaos where the clocks ticking down as you've got to kind of complete the objective because the plane is going to crash and all this stuff. It was just a fascinating Kickstarter. Like I say, small box here. And um, I'm pretty sure all these games on today's list are laid back as well. So if you want to go back and check my video about why I really fell in love with this Kickstarter, you can find that out. But basically, it's not let me down. It's like looking phenomenal as it comes. Lightweight, yes, but fun. Super great theme. Um, fresh on the nerve as well so yeah hit the silk worthy on this list a fantastic kickstarter for under $100 DEFCON 1 wow this was an incredible kickstarter DEFCON 1 asymmetric cold war but war game area control game Dear me, you get a lot in this box, and I'll tell you, for 70 euros, what a bargain you're going to be getting here. Now, the the, the factions that you pick, they've all got unique units. 
it, it's like unique decks of cards to play with this alternate history that's going on here. You know, you've got the USSR, you've got uh, the United States, you've got the non-aligned movement, which is potentially um, rogue nation. Uh, Republic of China and the French Republic as well. All great. You could basically got technology tree, you can go into the space race, there's so much going on, on here, but the map looks spectacular. I really like this. And um, the components that got upgraded were really great. We got to see all of the really cool units. And you can see how beautiful the cards look for each faction. You're all going to have different decks. And, um, oh, it was just, like, amazing that they've just put all this attention to detail in it, right? And, um, wow, it just blew me away. And uh, late pledge as well, if you're into kind of um, area control or war games, this is kind of combined the two with this kind of history. Massively um, unlocked as well. The uh, big one here is the sticker sheet um, to put decals on your fantastic little meeples. Is there a V-pulls? Are they V-pulls if they're vehicles anyway? <laughs> DEFCON 1 looks fantastic though. Getting this to the table though, as you go through the time of history, getting te better technology, advancing units, nuking people, and um, all that good stuff. And uh, the map just looks so fresh as well, because you've got the United States on the east side of the map, so it looks kind of different. But... Um, other than that, it looks, it looks like a fantastic design. Love the box cover. And um, wow, it really stood out there as an amazing Kickstarter this year. And for under $100, it was fantastic. And um, again, check my video out if you want my long form video. But yeah, two to five player asymmetric Cold War and, and area control just looked fantastic for anyone who's into kind of all history but history all the same forging your path of history going forward amazing defcon one call to adventure epic origins oh my goodness me call to adventure 2.0 if you will <gasps> yes this is looking fantastic i love it playing a game of adventure talking about our hero goes from a I don't know, villager all the way to becoming a hero and charting the path forward. It's a really cool game, kind of gateway light-ish. Um, definitely one to pull out if you've got like a, a big game coming up and you've got waiting for people to arrive. Some people like to come early. You can whap this out and get it played in half an hour. Um, super, super cool. Gorgeous art on the cards, and um, lots here to love because it's kind of growing on the original. But also, you can really use this as a 2.0 to your adventure, right? So, to any kind of RPG, so it's for the backstory. And it's a far more interesting way of creating a backstory by playing this game because the cards obviously tell you the, the story. Even if you go for the big 
pledge here, you, you can get a beautiful book mat. The book here has an insert for quick setup. It's just fantastic pricing for this Kickstarter. And it just looks phenomenal. And I can't wait to play this game to actually get some stories out there to push into the role-playing game. So yeah, absolutely epic stuff coming from Carl. Adventure looking super tight. Great Kickstarter this year. And of course, late backing will be available too. Mind bug first contract. Oh, this little card game. Getting bigger. It's getting going into a box now. <laughs> well, cuddly are uh, yes, but this is definitely for traveling or taking to work. Look at the little deck deck of cards. What is it then? It's taking all the best bits from a um, dueling card combat game, but distilling it down into a game, bringing all that fun in with less of the uh, baggage that comes with having to pay for all the cards. So it's a fantastic experience that you're getting. Super strategy as well. No luck at all in this game. You can steal cards from people, you're going to be bluffing people, and um, there's all sorts of amazing stuff that's happening here. And there's going to be more of this. This is just the start of a bigger project, so this is very, very cool coming in. Very, very low pledge, and um, looking fantastic, mind. but what you've done here looks great. And um, this, was, this really was a fantastic, like, showing because I love this new category of distilled genres down because they're taking these heavy, heavier time games and of course like Magic the Gathering is kind of a heavier game if you want to put, put so much money into that game and it's such a big thing. Well, you've got Richard Garfield from that coming in here to help them out with this. I think there's five designers or something like this on this game, but um, super, super cool. And just for the low price, what a kick-started game to bring out a deck of cards. So unique because... There's nothing like Mindbug out there. And again, distilled, really super exciting, fresh genre. Blitzkrieg, exclamation mark, looking at you. Was it fantastic? And I think Mindbug's gonna go fantastic too. <gasps> so cool. Resurgence, oh yeah, baby. Stan Kodinsky going rogue. He's going rogue. What is this guy doing? <laughs> anyway, this, this game looks fantastic. Um, worker placement. Post-apocalyptic world in Russia with some quirky art from Russian artists too. Mm. Um, super different. Yes, there's been a bit of bag building and of course... Um, tough choices in this competitive game and um, yeah it's an interesting journey because didn't he go solo with Fantasia last year um, well no that's kind of a fa the Fantasia group is a bigger collection and he's really gone solo like into the indie sphere him with a few collaborate with a few people so it's a tiny indie studio now and um, really did need Kickstarter to bring this game out. Potentially not even gonna come out at retail. We'll just have to see this, this journey of the game. But um, yeah, absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal gameplay. Um, 
Looks a little bit like the War of Mine here, but isn't at all as heavy as that. But using all the survivors and you've got all the cards and stuff, it's like a really cool theme and uh, awesome gameplay if you check out any of the videos. It's like a, a really under-the-radar gem resurgence because it didn't really kick off on Kickstarter, but it did pass it past its goal. And I think potentially it's because it had problems delivering to certain countries because the indie team here didn't have that set up coming in on Kickstarter, but whatever the case, you can late pledge it, and fingers crossed, shipping from more countries does come out, so keep your eye on this one, um, just to see if there's any news on Resurgence, because it, like again, it's like one of the super hot titles on Kickstarter this year, that hardly got noticed, but absolutely fantastic to get to the table. Oh yes, look at it! Super funky Russian art. Wow. Um, let, let's go to the next. Embryo Machine, a mecha war game. What's this then? This is a game from Japan. One to six players. <laughs> this is actually played completely competitive in Japan. It's in all, it's like a mega hot title that's played in all of the board game cafes. Stunningly popular and it's getting redone in English by this fantastic company on Kickstarter. And look at this retail price of this is so low. But there was the Kickstarter exclusive 75. But there was like an SDL to get these mechs um so you could print them out, but really, you know, you want you want you want minis to come out. The battle boards, though, is kind of simple, but I think that the dream of this is the actual battling across it, and your mechs are going to look big on these boards. Um, and each of the mechs has a massive 189 card deck of abilities that you can pick from. So. Add-on cards too to really um, make your mechs look different. But the fact that it's been competitive for years and it's been tweaked um, just shows you that this game is fully balanced from everything that's been going on here. So it's basically design your own mech, throw it into combat, let's juke it out, and that. It sounds so fantastic, and I just like the legacy of this game because of the journey it's gone on. And um, even when you look at mech games out there, there's nothing like the customization that you can get in this game. Where each game you're developing a mech in a different way, they've each got their own strengths and weaknesses, and it's looking very, very cool from Japan. And Lion Wing Studios are publishing. Did a fantastic job on Kickstarter and the late pledge, of course, on this one too. An incredible Kickstarter, which was again under the radar. Only 759 backers, including myself, but amazing peeps. D don't let this one fall off your radar because it was a great Kickstarter and um, totally again, I want to play. The Stuff of Legend, the board game. It's Kevin Wilson. Who's he? From Final <laughs> Fantasy Flight Studios. 
He's basically redone Arkham Horror, hasn't he? Has the stuff of legend. He has! He's redone it! But he's slapped on a full license from this book series, Stuff of Legend, which is mega cute. <laughs> They've actually got the um, artist from the graphic novels to do the board, all the cards. And all these miniatures look fantastic on the game. Oh man, the attention to detail that's gone into this Kickstarter has been phenomenal. And... Um, it has that creepiness still that's going on, you know. It is like a tight game. But great characters, roster from the series, and um, really lending heavy on the theme. I love the playfulness of everything that's here, even though it's supposed to be kind of dark as well. And um, yeah, look, absolutely look fantastic. Just the pedigree on the designer alone should spark your interest but the fact that he got this great theme really highlighted the book to many kickstarter fans and um, it was just an incredible kickstarter and again people not giving credence to these these were incredible kickstarters and look at what they're doing mega exciting crossover there between arkham horror and the stuff of legend and perfect to get on board because this is much quicker than Arkham Horror as well. It's like tightened up, streamlined and refreshingly themed and cute, wonderful, but tight. What a Kickstarter. This really is in the top end categories here. And wow, an incredible game. I think it was $1 under 100 euros. Or dollars, sorry. So this just got in on it. Can't remember the pledge. Yeah, $99 for this beast. It got on you very... By the thin of a dollar, right? But it got on the category list. Wow, the stuff of legend. Let's go to number two. Flamecraft. Oh, yes. This is a fantastic looking game. Amazing gateway, accessible, wonderful, charming, amazing components, art just to die for, and um, this is going to be the start of an amazing franchise, and hopefully it's going to go into like an adventure. We got hints after the campaign end that they're going to be all these dragons and people are going to go on a journey, so who knows where this is going, but it's the start of a massive franchise it looks like, and it was a big bomb it hit Kickstarter. The artist is well known, of course. She's a dragon artist with cutesy dragons, but they're all working in different places and doing different stuff. Kickstarter just went so phenomenally great with almost the best-in-class social goals due to quizzes and photograph competitions and wonderful things. Just check this out if you want to know about how to do social stretch goals or get your game out there. Um, absolutely amazing amazing stuff here. Some people thought it was a, it's a little bit light. I only come to Kickstarter for real games. But no, no, no. I mean, you, you're getting people round to your house that don't play games. How many games can you say, do you fancy playing a game and you can bring out that'll delight them? This game's going to do that. It's going to charm the pants off people that aren't in the, in, aren't in the hobby. And um, yeah, not too difficult to teach. 
um, less than an hour to play and maybe these people that's enough time to play a game so yeah i think this is a great game for that and i think it's going to be a game when um you know you don't mind playing with kids as well so so much in flamecraft that i'm mega excited for and i'm so happy that this came to kickstarter because it was like wow 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 and let's hope that this goes into an amazing franchise going forward because almost 30,000 backers i think it's like the 18th biggest kickstarter ever it's definitely going somewhere and what a game like i said super gateway love it beast of course beast what a game this is peeps my number one spot for under a hundred dollars <gasps> It's hidden movement. Well, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> it's one versus many. One player's playing the beast. They are going to be running around trying to level up and get stronger whilst getting hunted by everybody else. But when the beast gets powerful enough, he will turn on the hunters and attack them. Absolutely phenomenal. Now the art, really, really cool. Love the beast art. The um, people that were playing the game were criticizing it. It's all been addressed. So there's been movement across the uh, Kickstarter. And char charming art, wonderful different beasts to play. And look at that one dollar for the all-in pledge which got you quite a lot including coins and stuffs amazing amazing stuff going on here with this campaign but just such exciting gameplay for hidden movement because you don't feel like i'm just hiding from people because you're doing stuff to level up you've got to go out there and eat monsters it's not sorry eat animals and villages and attack towns and stuff you're actually doing really cool stuff as a beast and as the hunters, you're trying to track this person down and work as a group. So really, really cool gameplay. Fascinating game, though. And certainly a game you can explain to really excite people. And a game like no other. This is what Kickstarter is about, isn't it? Bringing fresh, super cool ideas to the industry. And Beast was amazing. This has not been picked up by anyone before because... You know, if they're not going to do it, we're going to do it. And thankfully, <laughs> Studio Midhall did it. Oh, man. Was there a game more exciting in the $100 category? No. Beast was it for me. So, so cool. And really, out of all the games on the list, there were all an amazing list of games. This is my number one most excited game. Oh, the best Kickstarter this year for that just amazing peeps. Well, there you go. That is my top list for the 100 games under $100. Oh, the next video on the channel will be the over $100 category. So keep, keep a lookout for that. It's coming very soon. 
So yeah, put in the comments what your top games were under $100. Very, very curious. Welcome to Kickstarter Radio 102.4. I'm your host, Lipstick Paddy, and today's a special day. And Merry Christmas to everybody watching on YouTube and uh, on the podcast. This is part two of today's show, where we're looking at the best games on Kickstarter or crowdfunding um, for 2021 in the big leagues. They won over a hundred US dollars, and these are the types of games that swing so millions of dollars in and it's pretty much why crowdfunding board games has become such a hit and where the best games are really because designers ambitions have no restrictions on them and they can fully give you the full potential of the dream game and we'll see today some amazing attention to detail in the creations and oh my goodness peeps we're in for a treat we're in for a treat this is of course part two of three special programs going out early this week we did or earlier on the podcast we looked at the top games of 2021 for under a hundred dollars so please check that video out if you missed it on youtube but here we are um, today we're also going to be doing the um, worst Kickstarters, the ones that I wanted to like, but these games just really annoyed me. And I'll tell you what the final nail in the coffin was when we get to them. And if you've backed a game and expecting this on today's list, and it's not here, it might be on my worst list. So look out, look out for that after Christmas. All right, let's plow on to today's show. Lords of Ragnarok! Awakens Realms have a. Um, seem to be going on my big lists every year. No matter. 1.6 million euros. That's a lot of money, isn't it? It's basically the Lords of Hellas 2.0. It builds again on the dudes on a map area control. Absolutely fantastic. I really didn't cover this on the channel due to a holiday I went on, but I got back in time to back it. And um, I was been after Lords of Hellas for ages, but just couldn't get hold of it. This is a fantastic way to come on here, and it's improved in every way of what's going on on the map. Um, Beautiful minis, of course, from Awakened Realms. Love the different style of the minis. It, everything here looks so much better. I love the statues, how they grow as well. So, so cool. And um, a lot of this design, for me, is coming out of, like, I've seen like stuff like this in video games, but on the tabletop, amazing. And, the you know, the big gameplay pledge, which everyone's going to be coming in for, is probably the mythic pledge with the sun drop, because people always go, I wish I got sun drop. Um, gameplay is 150, but um, really it's it's 20, 20 euros on to paint your minis up. Put, they're putting a, uh, a wash on them. The game itself, though, um, area control. Dudes on a map pushing dudes around and fighting and hunting bosses that are going around. They took the quests out of the game that people didn't like and you're building these statues up with different ways of winning the game. 
and lots going on. Trying to get through all these things to get to the game. <laughs> I don't know why, but um, game found Kickstarters are like weird how they're set up. They're just not like Kickstarters yet, are they? Anyway, um, so giant boxes, beautiful minis, the map. I'm trying to get to the map here on if you're on YouTube seeing what I'm doing here, but um, yes, I agree. Look at that so in my face. Um, yeah, here it is, the map. Very, very good, and you can get boats and go around the areas too for attacking, surprise attacking them, lots of stuff. And just the components and, and everything looks super, super tight. Um, Lords of Hellas did have a lot of negative things with it, you see. Now, I think a lot of them have been addressed for this 2.0, unofficial, of course, but um, Lords of Ragnarok. Oh my god, this is like epic kick, Kickstarter game. Uh, that came to game found, of course. Wake and Realms run this, but um, super popular and so glad to be on it. Sci-fi with Northern mythology? Wonderful. Raise monuments, hunt monsters, fight epic battles against people round the table. Oh, it's like a dream ticket. Lords of Ragnarok. Black Rose Wars Rebirth! I actually did not end up backing this because it just got too expensive, but it is in my top late pledge list. It's at the top of it, so next year we have a dry Kickstarter. I'll be backing this. Beautiful minis. What is this? It's a mage battle system. You have mages firing spells at each other and accruing new spells to your spell deck throughout the game. They did so, so many cool things on this project though. They introduced a, an AI that you can put against not just the solo player, but against a two player game. So there's more stuff happening in the game, making it more of a battle and uh, sometimes semi-cooperative in nature. You're not destroying the lodge as well. You like re you like rebuilding it, so you're actually helping things out. It has been streamlined as well. Heavy game, yes, but complex, yes. But part of the ch charm of it is the creating that unique spell deck and just blowing stuff up everybody around you as you run around. Very very cool. And some of the players that you're playing again aren't just simple mages. They are mega demonic pieces of evil that are you know coming out of the black rose to stop you from getting the power of the black rose so yeah lots going on this kickstarter beautiful beautiful everything art wise the only thing that's kind of a uh, hit you in the stomach really was that the cost of the kickstarter was just rising and rising and rising it just got too much to bear and um i'd rather um come on late pledge because it would have took pledges away from games that I needed to get on with so but I'll get this game the late pledge looks like it's going to go right through to 2022 and I'll pick it up then and it's one that I don't want to miss because I missed the first Black Rose and this is a perfect time to pick up this one and now that I know how much it is I can factor that into my decision making next year and oh yes I can't wait to get this because yeah, it's going to be more expensive late pledge, that's for certain, but um, I want it, baby. I want it. Because I love mages in video games and a 
board game where you can mage fight each other with complex spells sounds phenomenal. And Wiz War, that old game, that's not getting a new version anytime soon. And Rebirth really takes it into a more serious way, especially with these, the cool theme and all that stuff. And what an amazing black box of beauty for the Black Rose was Rebirth. Let's go to the next. Harakiri Blades of Honor. Oh, this is a massive cooperative campaign game. It says where you enter a fantastic and changing world as the world map changes as you go through the campaigns. Two campaigns in total. Amazing art. You're basically an exorcist that's going to Japan to exercise all these demons that are causing chaos across the Japan. Yep, with tons of combat and dice chucking, rolling and leveling up your character. It's a wonderful role-playing game and dungeon crawler to boot. Lovely set of components, great stretch goals as it got busted through. This was an epic campaign. I think it was over more than five years in the making, I think six years in the making and still listening to concerns of people in on YouTube and willing to change things even at this late stage of its design. Like that flexibility when, when they kind of can change, but looks absolutely phenomenal. And yeah, the pledge in here was going way over $100. And just because the sheer ambition of the title needed a lot of money. And this is, a lot of these games might not even come to retail, so yeah. The, the ambitions for all these games is just super high, and Harakiri, an absolute mega, mega project from the team, and um, ambition off, uh, off the roof, basically. Just outrageous ambition for this title, but it looks so promising and looks to be uh, one of the giants of the year. Let's go to the next. Dungeons of Infinity Kingdom Cost. Oh, it's Dungeons of Infinity 2.0. Completely been redone art across the whole board. <gasps> Fantastic. It's a small table present dungeon crawl where it uses the mechanic of sound. So you've got to kind of go around not to attract too many monsters on your go when you're going around. You are going to be taking over a hero and you're going to be growing their strength as... You go through the game, picking up loads of new loot, getting stronger, and um, there is a big campaign to the game, which the Kickstarter surprised everybody. It's going to get the Foreteller app, so you can actually get the sound effects in the dungeon and the actors actually acting it out from the campaign text. So, sounds really, really cool. Loads happened on this Kickstarter. I love the fact that all the art's getting redone and some new content from the base game too, adding uh, more story and um, even some crossovers with some big Kickstarters like Tanaris Adventures, the hero Jade, my favorite character from Tanaris. So um, I love the Bard character. Anyway, absolutely phenomenal. Now, you might be thinking, um, excuse me, this isn't a hundred dollars. If you go for the play, no, 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 you need to get, <laughs> you need to get the gameplay all in. It pushes it over a hundred 
And if you get the all in, it's 135, which you're probably going to want to do when you look at it. Just super, super cool. And um, it's a dungeon crawler you can get out and put, 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 get put away quickly. It's not too much tear up or tear down. So that's Dungeons of Infinity. Absolutely fantastic. And you can see here, you can play this with less than between an hour and two hours because each campaign has their own little length and of course you don't have to do campaign you can do your own whatever but yeah super super cool if you like dungeon crawls you need to get look look at this one because it just looks that good and the fact that it's getting fresh art across all the tiles and across all of the enemy cards and all the equipment cards oh my goodness me this is an amazing second edition wow wow Wow. Weather machine. Who you gonna be? Leverage, leveraging research and lab experience to address the world's extreme weather conditions in this Euro strategy game. Up the wazoo. It's a Vitel Lacera's next monster game and Ian O'Toole to boot. But is the theme here is fantastic. Everything makes sense, which lets the complexity soften a little bit as you're doing stuff around the board. There's lots of things you can be doing and you're doing lots of bonuses and lots of um, engine building, lots of things are popping as you go around the board and you're constructing things, doing experiments and just super, super heavy. Some people might think they get um, a little bit intimidated by these games, but I think that once the big spread's on the table, I think you can definitely hold people's hands on how to play the game. And um, it, is, it does look to be a little bit more accessible than the other big ones that he's done. And obviously the designer is thinking about this needs to be a bit more accessible. And I think the theme helps it a lot. But it's one heck of a meaty Euro game and with a heavy theme. So, you know, too made the board look fantastic you've got all the components absolutely spectacular and this is a euro game coming in at 129 dollars fully pimped out so um this is like a premier line of euro games and with a, a spectacular designer from portugal and the artist Eno tool who's just been knocking it out of the park with fantastic um, Euro boards, but this one looks to be the best that they've done to date. How could you ignore this as a Euro game? Put simply, get it on your list. If you missed it, sign up for Late Pledge. You'll be able to get this later. The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim The Adventure Game! Oh, yeah, baby. I thought the Isoferian Guard was the unofficial Skyrim game. And I thought this one would not come anywhere close to it. But hey, this is blew me away. In fact, Isoferian Guard and Skyrim, that's two games I'm getting, baby. Because they both complement each other. And what this game's doing really, really tickled my fancy. There's a campaign structure in here, but you don't have to use that. You can go around free roaming around doing stuff, leveling up your character and going into dungeons, getting gear and all the stuff you'll be doing in Skyrim. Very thematic and um, I just love all the different cards in the game, making it super unique. And 
I think the variability of the different games that you're going to be playing here really gives you that expansive adventure that you're going to want from multiple playthroughs. And um, it's a super, super cool game. And um, the Kickstarter was just blowing... Not, it's, I'm game-phoned, but um, the project was blossoming into a much bigger project by the end of it. It kind of grew into this massive campaign. And... Um, you know, vampires are going to be part of the campaign as it goes forward. And um, there's so much to love about it. And really, when I was looking through it and all the videos, I was enamored by the, you know, the people that worked on it, love the IP, and they really did it justice in my eyes. But um, the Jaluxe tier at $300. In fact, if you go for the gameplay tier, it's 190. There's no way I would recommend going in under $100 because you need to get all the stuff because you are going to be using all of it and all that stuff. Now, the game phone just went above and beyond by offering painted resin heroes. Is it painted? No, they're just resin, which is basically build your own minis. Because <laughs> resin means spruces, doesn't it? Um, and, a, and a crazy eight-player expansion box, which is just phenomenal. And um, lots and lots of cool stuff to be seen here. Just an incredible um, project. And one that I'm massively, massively hyped for. And another adventure game to roam around on. Don't have many of them that you can go free roaming around and just have a, a fun night. So this definitely tickles my fancy because it's definitely like easy to set up and easy to put away other like other ones that I have. So Skyrim, just absolutely spectacular. Everdell the Complete Collection! I'm not talking about you expansions, I'm talking about the Complete Collection. This is everything Everdell has ever done in a big, big box. Oh my goodness, this is one of the biggest Kickstarters ever. This is a game that has continuously been on Kickstarter every year for the last five years and 32,000 backers, are you kidding me? Almost $5 million, massive project. Everdell is this cutesy, fantastic worker placement game with loads of com loads of combination cards that you can put together just to give you much satisfaction whilst playing it. And um, each year they've been adding expansions and um, it's been growing into a bigger set up on the table and it, when you've put it all together it's just going to look blow people away when they come to the table but the simplistic things of what you can do and move your meeples around it's just wonderful and all these meeples that you're going to get in the game with the this new edition are going to have sticker sets that you can put on which unique stickers for every kind of meeple just spectacular attention to detail the devs here love the game and they're just blessing it with so much quality and love and care that it is just one game that any Kickstarter fan needs to have in their collection because just it's just one of these signature games that we'll always look back for and go check this game out Everdell it, it's 
it's one shining example of a Kickstarter success story where it grew to multiple expansions and grew into this monster collection where it's now this epic work placement night of charming fun and just awesome sauce. Awesome sauce, Everdell! Dear me, cannot wait to play it. Oh, just the best game that was it the best game of the year? No, we're not finished yet. Let's go to the next. Primal The Awakening at number two. What's going on at number two? Is this not your number one? Well, you just have to see, won't you? This monster game, the real monster hunting game, not the, uh, the official one, which you'll see in my next video, hint, hint. Um, this is a deck crafting boss battler board game featuring card driven tactical combat and large scale minis. Now, these monsters you're fighting are amazing. The art that you get off them makes you want to paint them. Each of the monsters has got their own individual AI and how they react. And you as players are going to evolve your characters through this massive hunt on the campaign and even switch out different gear for the enemies you're fighting so there's going to be lots of tactical setup and really every time you come to the table you're going to be battling and uh, when you do fight these monsters you are going to be taking a bit of them and making it into the next weapon upgrade so there is that feel that you're pulling apart this monster to, to upgrade your sword or your shield amazing the classes themselves though are really really fun massive epic weapons that they they use super oversized weapons there is a uh, fourth and fifth player expansion box there's a person with a gun which just looks spectacular and uh, the monster design the art on the monsters the ai on the monsters which we don't know fully but I definitely think it's going to be world apart and it's going to be the leading example of any boss battling board game to none and potentially um, there's going to be nothing quite like it and who knows what Primal is going to do in the future to expand this game because I think a second season of more monsters would be unbelievably satisfying to get it out but here it is the uh, the hunter with the big gun look at the size of that gun it must be three meters long this gun i've never seen a weapon that big before it's so big and you've got a woman carrying it with a massive spalder of a monster's claw on her shoulder she looks epic oh that's what this game is it's totally epic Oh my god, I'll tell you, the minis aren't going to stay in the box, I'll say that. They're going to be on the shelf, painted and displayed. Yes, so... It, it, part of it is just the art, sculptures, it's just dreamlike. And of course, everyone was clamouring for a terrain pack instead of putting tiles down. But, and they, they surprised everybody and they put it in on the last day of the campaign which blew everybody away. Primal still up for late pledge and it's oh, 
350 year dollars it is really expensive oh dear yeah but you know this is why people come to kickstarter these monster ambitious titles and primal the awakening wanted a real monster hunting campaign game and they nailed it peeps they nailed it this would have been first of any other year if number one didn't exist because i'm massively let's just say biased for the number one let's go to it fallen lands second edition big box with its descendant expansion this is my favorite game out of all my games fallen land and the second edition just daggers me it, oh, just doing so much to the base game and making it even better but the base game had like 13 years behind it and this expansion has maybe couple of years has been on this De massive delay getting to kickstarter though but in that time in the delay they kept on thinking about what they could do for this kickstarter and it just went bananas now the board has got bigger so it now includes canada and mexico it is a big po post-apocalyptic board game where you're adventuring around you, you actually own a town, and there's loads of town boards that have been unlocked. That's determining of your location. So you could be up in the mountains in Canada. You could be down in Mexico on the border with US. And um, when you travel from your town, you've got a big group of people that are uh, getting equipment and it's fascinating how your team grows from the loot deck, the spoils deck. And every time you move on the map, you are going to be drawing an event card. And these cards are going to get you chucking dice. And all of the people in your team, or five of them, are going to be grouping together to match these successes. So it really, really is good. We've some push luck um, chucking the dice to and um, some really, really cool stuff with it. You also get vehicles as well, and some vehicles can act in combat, which is fun. But the stories from the decks is so incredible, and you just get an incredible narrative feeling from the game. And when you play it with your friends, they're just going to be staggered about some of the stuff that happens in the game. It's just going to blow them away. It is richly thematic, and... The town that you have, you can even improve the town to get better, improve its defences, give you better things to your party, all sorts of cool stuff. But the second edition also is bringing these beautiful trays, which brings tear up and tear down much faster. You get in the sleeve boxes that'll make putting that puts all this away that much better. Because this game can really push to like three hours. I mean, it's like an epic journey of craziness in the personal apocalyptic world. It really is Mad Max going crazy. The um, big box is fantastic though because it's going to have room for future expansions too. So they're thinking about that. And the um, character art has recently been announced but it's going to be completely redone the party markers 
from the original game have been completely redone and they're looking like wow they've really gone bananas with them and um the town mats and all this stuff. There was another thing the second edition brought, which was um, town events phase to the game instead of rolling a dice. But um, yeah, so the town event deck is going to be another deck you're going to be pulling from. But just absolutely amazing. Just look at all the different cards you're getting. Action cards, character cards, city and radiation zones if you land on them mission cards they're phenomenal to pick them up on in the world mountain cards a bit more difficult than playing cards and then you've got the massive spoil deck which is huge and it's going to be very 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 difficult to play a game and have an event that you've seen before and i really discourage anyone who's playing this game to shuffle the deck until you've gone through the deck. It might take many playthroughs to do that. And, oh, peeps, this is the best solo game ever. My wife goes on a business trip. This game comes out. And this Kickstarter's giving more solo variants. What's going on? There's even a co-op mode putting in here. This is amazing. So, taking my favourite game, making it better, bigger, more beautiful, and, uh, like, are you kidding me? And, in the pledge manager, you can totally get a t-shirt. And, <laughs> so if you're coming in here and you want to get the all-in, the all-in has a neoprene map, which is... 40% bigger than the original map. 40%! It's huge! It's amazing! I'm sick of Kickstarters doing neoprene maps the same size as the board. If you're going neoprene, go bigger! So, yeah, mega exciting stuff going on here. And, yes, it can be a little bit random, but that's where the chaos comes from. And I'll happily take my shirt on the add-on. Amazing stuff. And just when you have these adventure games, the big death nail in them is the fact that there's going to be no more content coming from them. You've got the finished game in your box. And good to know from the designer I spoke to myself on the channel. And um, we did an interview. And yeah, there is potentially two more expansions coming they might not be very very big expansions but there is stuff coming which is very exciting including i think one of them is caravans moving across the map so there's npcs moving around which is that beautiful trending thing on kickstarter is having an ai player doing stuff on the map just to make the map more you know more is going on around them. that's super super cool and certainly in the solo game if you've got that happening It'll be even better. So, Fallen Land 2nd Edition, Big Box, and the expansion as well. This was the best game on Kickstarter this year for over $100. Just one massive, beautiful box of post-apocalyptic goodness. And I'll tell you, the original game was like £13 weight. And I don't know what this expansion is going to do, especially if... The Descendants box is fitting in it. And, oh my god, peeps. <laughs> this is why it's my number one. It's doing so much stuff. The original box 
was so tight. So tight. Oh man, you could have put some food in the box and opened it in 50 years and it would still be okay to eat it because there was no room for any air in the box. So you couldn't sleeve your cards. You couldn't sleeve any of them. And now you can get the add-on for an empty box here to, so you can basically sleeve up your cards. So absolutely phenomenal. And that's the attention to the fan base that they're doing this. And when you see the Kickstarters appealing to what their fans want, it's a hundred million miles away from the corporate structure at CMON. And that's why Kickstarter is so exciting, is that you can get these dream projects and you can get a level of ambition that you just don't see anywhere else. And this is my shining example for 2021, the best game on Kickstarter for the year. Well, peeps, please, let me know in the comments what your top games are of the year. Please put them in the category of a, over $100. And we'll see if the games that I did not mention here will make it into my worst list coming out later in December. Yeah, that one's going to be, uh, let's say, downvoted more than upvoted. But now YouTube's not showing you how many downvotes. That'll be my secret, won't it? But um, yeah, the comments section's probably going to go nuts on that video. Anyway, thank you so much for watching. I hope you've enjoyed the content. Remember, this is just video two of three, and we will be back for that worst games of Kickstarter this year. So I hope you're doing well. I hope your Christmas time is a fantastic one this year, and hope, wish you the best for 2022. You've been listening to Kickstarter Radio. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you so much for listening. I've been your host, Lipstick Paddy. You stay safe, everybody. Take care and bye-bye from me. And Merry Christmas. <laughs>